friends, Anna Hines here, and in this audio, I want to unpack what blocks healing and change and what to do about it. So if you've ever tried to make some healthy changes, like maybe you want to get off sugar or gluten, or you'd love to stop stress eating, or you don't want to have that afternoon energy crash, or you want exercise to be something that you love and like a no-brainer, or you just want to take your health to the next level, but you've tried in the past to make those changes and somewhere along the way you got stuck, you got motivated, or maybe you sabotage yourself. And so I really want to bring a little compassion to this conversation by helping you understand what's going on underneath the surface of the water, so to speak. Because remember that you can compare your, your, your mind like an iceberg and your conscious mind is like the iceberg that is above the surface of the water. It's about five to 15% of your mind. It's like the voice inside your head, your rationalizing, analyzing, thinking mind. And then your subconscious mind is the other 80 to 95%. And this is where the real power is because it's large and in charge of emotions and memories and self-beliefs and all sorts of energies. And your subconscious mind's like your inner emotional manager, the CEO of your inner world. It processes at lightning speed, about 40 million bits of information per second. It's really fast. And what most conscientious health enthusiasts don't know is that the subconscious mind, that CEO of your inner emotional world, can be the biggest blockage when it comes to making changes with your health and having a growth trajectory. And I can't emphasize this enough because I think that it's really largely overlooked. And you know, if you don't know what's going on in the subconscious mind, then it's easy to feel like there's just something wrong with you or that you don't have what it takes to be healthy. So Just to be sure it doesn't sound like I'm being really hard on the subconscious mind, let me be clear. There's nothing wrong with your subconscious mind. It is only doing its job, but if you know how to work with it, it can be your best friend rather than the saboteur of your best intentions. Okay, so why would your subconscious mind push back against something like healthy eating or exercise or self-care when your conscious, rational, logical mind knows that those practices are so beneficial? And reason number one is because of what I call programming. Now, programming is the way that our mind absorbs thoughts, emotions, and self-beliefs and the way that they get absorbed into the subconscious mind. So because of brainwave development, hang with me here, I'm not going to get super sciencey, but because of brainwave development, we know that the subconscious mind is alive and active from the moment that you're conceived all the way up, but what's developing in those early years is this whole vast inner world of emotions and feelings and beliefs. And we, as these new beings in the world, literally absorb emotions and energies and beliefs from the world around us. So your subconscious mind is is alive and kicking from the moment you're conceived, but your conscious mind has not been developed yet. That happens around the age of six or seven, and then again around 11 or 12. So this is why you likely have little to no memory before five years old. Now, because those emotions and feelings and beliefs get absorbed 
easily during that er- those early years, you could say that you're literally being programmed, almost like a computer. And those experiences in, in those early times are, are literally creating this way of thinking and feeling and being. So depending on what happened or what didn't happen to you in those early years, those programmed emotions or feelings or beliefs set the course for the trajectory of your life. So how does this relate to food and health? Like, why am I talking about all this? Since in those early years, the mind of a child is wide open and you're, you know, you're observing the world around you, your parents, your caretakers, and you're absorbing how they relate to food and to their bodies and to health and to self-care, you are subconsciously noticing what foods are they eating? What are they not eating? Do they use food as comfort? Do they take time for self-care? Is exercise viewed as something fun or as a chore? How do they feel about their bodies? Are they self-conscious or are they secure inside their own skin? And because you are absorbing all of this information at such a young age, you don't consciously know what's being programmed and how it could be informing the way you relate to health and food and your body and exercise and all of that. Now, the second reason that your subconscious mind will resist change or healing or growth is because of trauma. And let me explain what I mean by this. So your subconscious mind's number one job is to keep you safe. That is what it's wired to do. And you may be one of those people who had a really happy childhood and no known trauma. Uh, But let me tell you just a little bit of my experience here. The first time I sat down for a therapy type session, I was in my late 20s and I really felt like I had had a super happy life. And, you know, there were some bumps in the road, but but really pretty straightforward. And so I sat down and I, I told my my therapist, um, you know, I'm, I'm here because I'm really interested in healing and growth, but I really don't think I have anything major to work on. And she looked at me with just these sweet, kind eyes and kind of little head tilts and kind of nodded. And she's this grandmotherly type of gal. And she said, okay, we'll see. And boy, was I shocked. <laughs> I, w- I had way more going on than I ever imagined. And, and the takeaway here is not to be afraid of like what might be in your past or you don't need to dig up your past or anything. But it's really important to acknowledge that we absorb emotions and beliefs and and we have chronic stressors. No matter how wonderful your parents are or were or your childhood was, we all live in a very toxic, emotionally challenging type of world. And we have no choice but to absorb things about life and about God and about ourselves. And so there's often way more to process than we think. And then then you have just outright trauma that, you know, very challenging experiences that many people go through. And what happens when you go through trauma is that your subconscious mind is going into a survival response. It goes into sympathetic nervous system response and all the body's resources are going into fight, flight, or freeze. It's just some way to kind of respond to this very, very challenging event. And after the fact, the subconscious mind vows to keep that 
terrible event or that horrible experience from ever happening again by not only imprinting a memory in the cells of your body, but by adding an emotional component to that memory to remind you on on an emotional level to avoid that situation at all cost. So this is how the subconscious mind tries to keep you safe. And it's an awesome God-given mechanism when we have to live in this often unsafe world or this you know, toxic emotional or physical environment. So you can kind of think of like the, the Disney Pixar movie, Frozen, where the character Elsa, at the beginning of the movie, she accidentally injures her sister. And because of the trauma of that event, she now believes that what's inside her is dangerous. Her superpower is dangerous. And what was once a happy, playful little girl quickly morphs into an introverted, anxious, emotionally closed off adult, all based on one experience. And this is obviously not just relegated to the world of Disney. Likely you have your own version of this. And whether it's considerable trauma or what I call chronic low-grade stress, what will happen is like in the the movie Frozen, you know, when Elsa internalizes that what's going on in her is bad or she has that trauma, it's, it's like it literally ices her over. And in a similar way, that happens in our own nervous system. A part of our development gets frozen. And so we not only have that memory imprint, but we have that emotional, um, that, that emotion or that feeling that gets frozen in the cells of our body. So again, if the subconscious mind's number one job is to keep you safe, if it senses that change or healing or growth is a threat, then it's going to push back with all its might. Even if your conscious mind knows that all of these healthy changes you want to make are great, if your subconscious mind senses change as a threat, it will push back. So now I want to give you a few really practical examples of how this shows up in my health coaching clients and just what I've observed over the years of coaching. So the the top subconscious blockages that show up when people really want to move forward, they want to make changes in their health, they want to exercise, they want to eat healthier, all those things. The number one blockage is what I call an overstimulated nervous system. And what this means is when your system has all of these stressors that are locked down inside the cells of your body, then then those emotions, when there's a a lot of emotions, they they literally sort of get pushed up into your head, creating overanalyzing, rationalizing, um, obsessive thinking. And then those thoughts create more emotions or stimulate those emotions again. And then the emotion stimulates the thought and the thought stimulates the emotion. And it, it kind of creates this thinking, feeling cycle, like a hamster wheel that just goes over and over and over. And that is a chronic stress response that does not allow the body to relax and heal because the body can't heal in a stress response. It can only heal in a relaxation response. So that's the first one that I notice, especially for people who are really conscientious. So they want to please, they want to do well, they're working really hard. They can get locked in that overstimulated nervous system. And then the second one that I notice a lot are blockages to feeling. So 
This can happen through either religious ideologies or growing up in an environment where um, emotions weren't a safe thing to have. And um, so what people can do is get kind of lost in thinking their feelings rather than feeling their feelings. And so they can't actually process how they actually feel about something. They can't actually clear through the the subconscious mind, you know, emotions, because feeling is associated with being bad or wrong, or feelings are going to get you into trouble, or they feel unsafe. So there's not an ability to actually process what they feel. I hear a lot of like, I think this is going on, rather than I feel this. And in order to work with your subconscious mind, you have to know how to process feelings. And I'll get to that more in a little bit. Okay, so the third one is a fear of making others feel bad. So this is the third blockage that is really subconscious that most people don't know is there until they start to really process. So what this means is, like, if you succeed with your health, is there any person that you're really afraid will be jealous or you'll be sad if you succeed and they don't? Um, it could be someone close to you. It could be someone who really compares themselves to you. And so this is a really, really big one. And, and right on the heels of that is the fear of success. Sometimes we're really afraid of, of success more than we're afraid of failure. We're afraid of what my, life might look like if we really did succeed and we, we went beyond the safety of the known, even if it's hurting us, you know, um, the, the known kind of unhealthy life um, out into the expanse of the unknown, even if it's a healthy life. And then there's some other ones that I find to be, you know, pretty common, like life isn't fun without the unhealthy junk food. You know, we have positive associations to to fun or comfort or connection to foods that really, sadly enough, are literally killing us. And so we have to really process this idea that life isn't fun without the unhealthy food. Um, another one would be that being healthy is hard, that it's a life of drudgery. And I know this one sounds obvious, but it's, it's really a big one. And um, understanding that your body is wired for health and that that the more you tune into what is healthy and life-giving, the more that your body responds. And um, it's really awesome to even notice how people's taste buds change as they begin to embrace a healthier life. So now you have a little bit more of a sneak peek into the subconscious mind and how it absorbs emotions and why it pushes back against change and some of the blockages. So now you're probably wondering, what do I do about it? And so first I want to mention that if we're going to work with our subconscious mind, we have to learn how to speak its language. So your conscious mind speaks the language of reason and logic and you know it speaks the English language, but your subconscious mind does not speak that language. It speaks in the language of emotions and feelings and sensations. And so you can't tell your subconscious mind with English words that you want to lose weight for your sister's wedding or that you want to run that 5K with ease or there's this new healthy habit you want to instill. You can't just tell it that. You have to communicate with it differently because it doesn't rationalize, it internalizes. 
So what we need here are tools that speak its language. And I believe for long-term change to happen, we have to be willing to take that dive underneath the surface of the water so that you can become conscious of what's down there and you're no longer crashing up against that iceberg of your subconscious mind. And the way that I love to do that is through practices like EFT tapping, meditation, visualization, yoga. These are tools that will communicate with your subconscious mind that change is safe and it is good. And I love the the scripture that that talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I really feel like that means both conscious and subconscious, because if you know how to work with this part of your mind that's so powerful and so important, then you're able to receive the, the transformation and, and change can just become the new normal. 